0: Welcome to The Divorced Sexologist. I'm Dr. Gabrielle Morrissey, your host for this podcast. And we talk about everything to do with relationships. Today, we're going to talk about attraction. If you're divorced, you have related to somebody and then not related to somebody, whether you initiated the divorce or not. If you're in a relationship, then, of course, you've gone through the phases of attraction. Basically, you know, anyone who's dated will know that the feelings of attraction are either there or they're not. Sometimes they can grow, but it's very difficult to force it. So let's go behind the science in what attracts us to different partners. A lot of times when we're talking about what we're attracted to in a person or what really draws us to a person, we can talk about a quote, type. Some people can be attracted to a particular type of person and they tend to date or get into relationships or marry versions of that same type over and over for better or for worse. And when we talk about type, there's actually scientific understandings and research related to what we mean when we say type, and it's called a love map. So love maps are formed in our brains from a very early age in our childhood, and they start to become a part of who we are and how we understand ourselves. Essentially, a love map is like a collage in the brain. It's an input over time of various images, experiences, memories, sensations, and ideas that shape the kind of person that we are or are not attracted to. Some of it is input without our real conscious awareness of, and some of it is because it's based on our experiences, good and bad, in our love lives. So when we talk about, quote, what's your type, We're essentially tapping into this idea of our love map in our brain. Every potential partner we meet will either fit into our love map, that ideal of the person who is our complement or match that's been shaped by various inputs and experiences, or they won't fit. And so they won't instantly strike up that spark your brain. So we'll be attracted to them or not. And a lot of research says that we make that assessment within 10 seconds of meeting someone. So it starts when someone catches your eye, and then if an interest is sparked, it's because they've ignited at least one quality that exists in your love map. So while most people will stay being attracted to someone who has numerous qualities in their love map, that's a really good fit for them, that's their quote type. Other people will be rebels and go against type. They'll either say, no, that hasn't worked out for me, or no, I don't want to be with that kind of person again, and they'll consciously go against type. We see this in younger generations when they're very fluid. Perhaps you have kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews, and you cannot understand how they can date a female-identifying person and then a male-identifying person or someone that is loud and extroverted, and then all of a sudden someone's introverted. They're far more fluid with their love maps and their types. They're getting all different kinds of input in their childhood that's more flexible than some of the rest of us that grew up that might be in the second half of our lives, maybe, who have more stereotypical inputs And then the most challenging situation is, of course, those who have created love maps by experience, by trauma, by childhood that are very destructive for them, very damaging, very harmful, abusive, and they end up back into a cycle of different partners that fit that same type that's really bad for them. So let's get into understanding how you can actually manage your love map. And you're tight, and do you have control over who you're attracted to? First of all, yes, you have control over your life, over your love life, and over who you're attracted to. We are not at mercy of our hormones, our brains are more developed than that. So if you have a love map that is not healthy for you, if it led to disaster, maybe multiple disasters, Then change it. Yes, we tend to have a type, but we can change that type. We can have good dating experiences that extend and expand who we're interested in so that we're not falling into the trap of same type of person, different face, and we repeat over and over without learning and growing. So first of all, yes, Learn from your mistakes and consciously think about this concept of a love map and draw your own collage about what you've experienced and now what you'd like to experience. You've also got to embrace your visual. Attraction comes down to that chemistry, sexual spark. So if you have a physical type, it's okay. Know what you want. Just be a little bit flexible about it. We know that men are visual, but that doesn't mean women are not visual, that women are not very attracted to certain physical features. Men get a bit of a bad rap because maybe they only stay at that level or... They're perceived stereotypically to stay at that level. And it's really because they have a larger amygdala in their brain that's processing more visual stimuli than typically female formed brains. Regardless of who you are, how old you are, what your relationship history is, embrace the fact that sometimes when you look at somebody, they're going to turn you on. You have a visual sexual brain that's processing whether you're attracted to someone or not. Don't be shy about it. Don't be shamed into thinking that there's something wrong with that. Accept the physical features that turn you on. Know those visual cues? that are going to turn you on and make sure you're aware of them because you're also going to want to develop the type that you're interested in and attracted to a little deeper than just that shallow level, but that superficial level can sometimes just do the trick for us. And so we need to know what those are. Embrace it. Enjoy it. But don't just stop there. In terms of that love map of that collage, that tends to, when we think about creating that collage in a conscious way, that becomes the list. You know the list I'm talking about, the list of qualities you want to have in your ideal partner. It's the list that matchmakers look for and dating experts look for and on all those matchmaking shows we see on television, what are the qualities that you're looking for? That's a little bit different to attraction and it's important to recognize the difference between what you'd ideally want and what you're attracted to. The two need to be identified by you so that you're aware of both what tends to attract you, whether that's good for you or not, be aware of it. And then also the list of really what you're looking for in a relationship long-term beyond that physical spark that might only last a night or an affair length. Then once you're aware of all of the qualities on both of those kinds of lists, rip it up. Rip up your list and be open-minded, because that list exists in your brain. So you actually have to spend more time and energy being open-minded about what might not be on the list than trying to tick off whether the person that's sitting in front of you meets those things on your list. And that's why we see these matchmaking shows. They ask those questions, and then they actually match people on judgment, intuition, the basics and spirit of what's in the list rather than the very exact qualities. So you want to have a list in mind and then you want to rip it up so you can have an open mind. The other thing about attraction is it hijacks our brain. So when we actually feel sexual attraction with somebody, and they just light our fire. Rationality leaves our brain. The biochemicals of sexual attraction have kept humanity going for thousands and thousands of years. They are very strong. They're not to be messed with. If you're going into a battle with sexual chemistry hormones sexual chemistry hormones are going to win. They have gotten us to where we are today. So know that in order to have a good relationship, you've got to be aware about the qualities that you're looking for that complement the attraction. Where we go wrong is, is just following our attraction thinking this sexual attraction is so strong, so magnetic. How can something that feels so good be wrong? But it can because it's only one level. So make sure you're keeping in your brain those important qualities you want in a partner Just not the details, not where they live, not the fluff stuff, not the kind of details that might sabotage you actually going forward with a relationship because they don't have the career you thought that they'd have, or they don't have the family dynamic you thought that they'd have, or they have a different color hair than you thought that they they would have, or they like dogs and you like cats. Those are details. I'm talking about the fundamentals. What are your fundamental must-haves? the deal breakers? Is it honesty? Is it humor? Is it integrity? Is it spirituality? Whatever it is, when you're feeling completely hijacked and you're not making any sense because all the biochemicals flooding through your brain and your body are saying, zing, I'm completely attracted to this person, have that list of those essential qualities conscious in your brain as well. Because You cannot just go for sexual chemistry. If that's all it took to have happy, healthy relationships, we wouldn't be talking on the divorce sexologist. We wouldn't be experiencing divorce. We wouldn't be looking to sexologists for therapy and counseling and advice and education. It would just be bio instinct. And we're way more complicated than that. We're way more evolved than biology and instinct and base attraction. So if you want a relationship, you need to look at those deeper levels. And finally, don't compromise. You deserve the love that you want. You deserve the relationship that you're yearning for. You deserve not just attraction, but all of those levels of connection. And the reverse is true as well. You deserve all of the levels of connection and sexual and physical attraction. Don't compromise. It's all out there. You be the whole package yourself for someone and then you expect and deserve that in return because it's out there for you. I promise you, don't compromise. So when we look at attraction and what's good about it, what's bad about it, I think what's really important when we look at scientifically, the brain is such an important organ when it comes to relationships, reproduction, and relating to people. So what we've got to think about is not just am I attracted to this person, but is my attraction to this person going to be fulfilling for me as a whole person? And then you start to think about, whether that's good for you or not. Because attraction can happen anytime. It can happen in the grocery store. It can happen at a cocktail party. It can happen at the park. We're wired to be attracted to other people. Finding the whole package that lights us up inside and out on all the different levels of stimulation that we deserve for true companionate, intimate relationship. Yes, that's harder to find, but you also deserve it. So, keep looking for it. I'm Dr. Gabrielle Morrissey, the divorce sexologist. I'll catch you next time.